0: hello everyone welcome back to apocalypse movies geo here i'm flying solo this week uh my buddy keith is out taking care of family business and um so i'll just be holding this one down and uh hopefully those of you who are watching along uh, submit your comments your reactions to this episode and uh hopefully we can have a conversation both you and i and we are talking the last of us Episode four, titled Please Hold My Hand. Runtime of 51 minutes. This is the shortest one, I believe, out of all four of them. We got Blake Quick. He is quick with the uh, comments in the chat. Appreciate you being here. Um, Thank you again for stopping by, and I hope you're enjoying The Last of Us. Um, For me, this is a four out of four. Okay, they have not done wrong. Every episode has been really good to great, in my opinion, and I know a lot of people kind of, you know, stepped away from this uh, live action adaptation after that uh, last episode, you know, and it's all subjective. Okay, if it didn't work for you for whatever reason, that's your business, but I'm just letting you know here here right now, I have so far enjoyed everything up until this point with uh, this Uh, series and i'm so happy that they are we'll get to the episode but hbo has decided you know what next sunday is a super bowl okay these episodes usually drop at 6 p.m but the super bowl is one of the biggest televised events of the year and they didn't want to get in the way they want to keep those numbers up so they're gifting us the viewers with an early episode Episode five will premiere on Friday, so we get it two days earlier. How about that? We are eating. We are eating good. And um, even if you're not a fan of the Super Bowl, I'd imagine, you know, you tune in just for the commercials, for the trailers and whatnot. But props to HBO for doing that. I mean, yeah, they want to keep those numbers up, but hey, that's great for us. Gordon appreciate you stopping by how about that episode huh episode four please hold my hand uh let's get right into it here so Joel and Ellie they're still on the road they're heading towards uh the qz I believe it uh to find their um find Joel's brother tommy which by the way we got a little bit more backstory a little bit more exposition which an episode like this allows for it okay it allows for ex- exposition for backstory because I mean, what else are you gonna do? It's two characters driving on the road, just the two of them. You know, Ellie can only tell so many jokes, and we'll get to that. <laughs> that was uh, I that was nice how they uh, ended ended that with Joel finally laughing. But um, in regards to Tommy, we learned that Joel and Tommy actually went with this group shortly after the outbreak. Tommy had served twelve years in the army. Uh, fought in Desert Storm, but wasn't getting that heroic feeling. Like he didn't feel like his, like like he was serving a bigger purpose. Um, at least according to Joel, and um, they uh, head to Boston shortly after the outbreak, and um, we learn that that's where they meet Tess. Um, amongst this group. And Joel is just, you know, being the uh, you know, good brother that he is looking out for Tommy, his little brother. And um, unfortunately, Tommy gets sucked into the fireflies, you know, and uh, through Marlene and her way for words. And um, it, it just turns into a whole mess. And, uh, you know, Joel, regardless of how long it's been, no matter how much crap the world has been through. He still wants to look out for his brother and, you know, will stop at nothing. He said in the episode, he's very persistent. He will find Tommy. And, um, you know, it's a a motivation like that for me. Me being very close to my brothers. I'm like so invested in that. Like you go, you go, you find your brother. Uh, But along the way, um, yeah, they (laughs) Ellie. Ellie is just, um, she's just having fun. Okay. She's a kid. Okay. She's over here, you know, sounding off jokes to Joel and, um, you know, trying to get a laugh out of him, but Joel is not having it. He means business. Um, call it a defense mechanism. Okay. He doesn't want to get close and get attached to this young girl with this, uh, gift of not being infected. Okay. Like he, is still very traumatized by his daughter. um, What happened to her, the tragic accident that happened with the daughter. And, um, you know, it makes sense for him to want to back away and be like, no, but as the episode goes on, he starts doing these things that, you know, signal to us, the viewers that they're they're getting close. They're getting closer and closer. Um, Most notably, when he finally hands the gun that Ellie's been hiding over back to her. And uh, there's this line that Joel says in the episode. He says Um, he asked her to hold the gun. And uh, he's like, Ellie holds the gun. And he's like, now who taught you that? She goes, Fedora, And he goes, figures. And he shows her the proper way keep it in your pack and it's things like that. He's starting to open up even though he doesn't want to because his main mission is Tommy and his brother and he's only doing this because he made a promise to Tess. He says it earlier in the episode. Uh let's see here. Your cargo and I made a promise to Tess and she was like family. And I believe in the episode Ellie Asks like, are we family? Are we close? And Joel's like, no, you're cargo. That's that's what you are. But those of you who play the video game know how knows how this plays out. And those of you who are watching for the first time without any context are starting to see. You're starting to see the layers peeled back, and um, you know, I I think it's being done beautifully. It's not being forced. It's organic, and um, it's a testament to great writing with this uh, show. Blake Quick here. This is my least favorite episode of the show, but it's still an 8 out of 10. The fact that it's an 8 out of 10 and it's your least favorite show, that's pretty damn good, okay? They're not all going to be 10 out of 10s. They're not all going to be 9 out of 10s. But at least for now, your least favorite show being an 8 out of 10, that's impressive. It really is. I'm glad you're enjoying it. So they're on the road, Joel and Ellie. And um, they run into the, a little bit of trouble here. They can't get through. Um, the highway is blocked off, and so they decide to take a detour and go into the city. Now, me personally, nope. I'm I'm circling back in the highway, and I'm I'm finding a way. I'm staying my ass on the highway because I don't know what lies in that city. Okay, it's some I am legend stuff. Okay, I'm not going anywhere near those buildings or anything like that. But they do it, Joel, like like we like I've said, okay? Like he said in the episode, he's persistent. He's persistent, he's going to power through, ain't nothing getting in his way except they run into a trap. And Joel calls it out immediately. And later on in the episode, he tells Ellie, "I used to be on on that side. I was on both sides." And I'm sure Ellie's gonna find a way to dig deeper into that because Joel he did, he he didn't need to say that, but he he's hinting that he's done some things in the past. Ellie asks, "Are you? Uh, have you ever killed innocent people before?" And doesn't say a word, at least not yet. I believe he will open up, and um, you know, will that change their relationship? Will that change the way Ellie sees Joel? I doubt it. Um, so they run into a trap. And uh, no, Joel ain't having it. He rushes past it. Um, but they end up in inside a building and they're being fired upon. And um, I love, okay, Pedro Pascal, like he can really turn it on. Okay, like he, he, he talks in a very disciplined, strict manner, a la Mandalorian, right? But um, when it comes to Ellie, the way he gives her directions, the way he tells her, like, go through that hole, uh, they are not going to hit you. They're not going to hit you. And as a viewer, I'm sitting there like. If he said that to me, I would I would absolutely run across the battlefield as as the bullets are being fired and he would have me believe that I'm not going to be hit. Now, I'm not as fast and I'm not as uh, young or s- small as Ellie. So chances are I'd get hit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the, that line delivery right there, it's just it's so good. Pedro Pascal is so, so right for this role. OK, and I've only seen the cutscenes. You guys know this. I've only seen the cutscenes once. But, like, man, he's he's nailing it. So, um one of the biggest standout moments from this episode like happens where Joel takes out one of the guys. The other one goes in closer for the kill and um, Joel takes care of him, but then somebody else comes from behind and, and uh, gets the uh, drop on Joel and he's struggling. He's getting, you know, he's, he's about to lose air and uh, die. And at the time, I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching this episode and I'm like, pull out that gun, Ellie. Pull out that gun. Come on, do it. In the beginning of the episode, you were practicing in front of the mirror. Well, now it's time. It's showtime. Pull out that gun. And she did. Okay, she, went, she, she thought about the knife first. But, I mean, what do we know as far as this episode goes? She wants to use that gun. And a surprising revelation later in the episode. It's not her first time using that gun. We'll talk about that in a second. So Ellie walks up slowly, points the gun, pulls the trigger, and then all of a sudden, that raider who was about to kill Joel, whoever that actor is, I mean, give gives uh, Pedro Pascal and um, Bella Ramsey a run for their money. Like that was impressive acting for a. Minor character, because that raider all of a sudden goes from about to kill to pleading for his life. He's saying all the right words to try and, you know, have some type of mercy. Mom, I'll trade you whatever you want. I just want to go home. He just in an instant, he goes from this raider down to this helpless human being and playing the victim and the way the the raider shouts mom 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 and then you just hear joel stick a knife in him that's some intense stuff right there like well done bravo 10 out of 10 execution right there joel is not somebody to mess with And, you know, kills like that, like you can kill clickers all day. You can kill infected all day. You can kill Raiders. But the way that played out. Even though we've seen people die, we've seen infected die. It's just like, damn. That was well done from the performance from the writing, the choreography, all that stuff. I mean, wow, just just intense. Take a break here. Read some comments. Gordon post in the game. I heard telling dad jokes is a running thing. It is. And in fact, like, again, I've only seen the cutscenes once all the way through. But I remember her uh, grabbing that uh, porno magazine and like, why are the pages sticky? And it's like, uh, (laughs) it's just it's I I don't know. I, I find it funny, but, you know, just ellie she she wants to get inside and get behind this wall that joel puts up and she'll name joke after joke and then she finally gets him in the end with the whole diarrhea (laughs) it's hereditary (laughs) it runs in your genes that was a good one and to see joel finally laugh it just it brought us joy okay it's just even though it wasn't the best joke um Seeing him laugh and like seeing them have a laugh it was just um it it pays off when you're invested in these characters if that makes sense uh Blake quick here replying if you find joke books, you will tell jokes throughout the game yeah i've I've seen that limited again um but obviously if it you know if you're a user in the game it plays out a little bit differently um so they escape. And then enter Kathleen, who I don't remember from the video games. You guys help me out if you've played. I don't remember the Kathleen character. Uh, she might be a new addition, but she's running this group of, uh, let's call them rebels. Okay, but they do not like Fedra, and clearly, anybody who trespasses or is an outsider um, is. Um, is you know taken to a trap and you know have stolen all their belongings and stuff and um you know with with Kathleen she she may not look intimidating but that exchange that she had with her doctor the old man that she was you know holding captive in the prison I mean she's you quickly learn that she's not somebody. To, to be messed with. um, You know, the doctor feeds her a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't know where this Henry character is. And if you play the video game, you know who Henry is uh, and Sam. But, um, you know, he's not giving her any information. And then she talks about how he helped Federer. And then he says, I had a gun pointed to my head. So she points a gun to his head and says, have I met the necessary conditions for you to talk? I don't know. That line just stood. when you say stuff like that, uh, when you have a clap back that that quick and then you put a gun to the head and then you keep it there. Yeah, she ain't nobody to be messed with. And um, again, I can't remember. if She's oh, OK. There it is right there. Blake and Gordon. She is not in the game. OK, yeah, I, I thought so, because I'm like, I don't, I don't remember this character. But anyways, um, she's out to look for this Henry, Henry um, guy and, you know, f- they're somewhere in the city and, um, you know, she obviously wants to track them down by any means necessary. She actually thinks Henry's the one who killed two of her men, which she'll find out soon that that's not the case. So we talked about Joel and Ellie having a little hideout and, you know, it's. It's a quiet moment, but Joel finally allowing her to use the gun is is a huge step for their relationship right there and um I guess you could call it a sign of trust um They sneak into a a building and then it cuts back to Kathleen and um I guess her squad leader um dude with the slip back hair and you know. Uh, rifle and um, vest. And um, they find traces of Henry and Sam, but they're out of food. So they uh, go and provide more guards, double their guards for their provisions. And then we see an interesting discovery here. We, we find something out. They go beneath a building, and there is something beneath the ground. That is solely rising up, and um, I got a feeling, having seen the cutscenes of the video game, it's 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 something big, something scary. Um, that's all I will say for the sake of uh, you know for the element of surprise, which I think we'll see in the next episode. But um, she's got other problems to deal with, but she doesn't care about that right now, and that will probably be her downfall. Is that you know, like, regardless of your differences, your petty differences, and you know what what you want to your 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 turf, your territory, and you know humans and whatnot, you still have to deal with the, uh, the the bigger threat, which are the infected, the clickers, and stuff. And um, you know, you slowly see something start to rise. So they close the door, and um, they want to keep it hush for the time being. That's going to backfire. That's going to backfire in the next episode. Uh, cut back to Joel and Ellie. They go into a building. They go up a flight of stairs. We, I mentioned that brief exchange that they had at the stairwell. Where Joel was like. No, I'm not going to answer your question about whether or not I've killed innocent people. Although we all probably know that answer. But, you know, he's he's not willing to admit it yet. And, you know, Ellie, for that matter, Doesn't want to talk about, you know, the time she had to use a gun, but I'm sure that'll be addressed eventually. And I love the details. I love the details where it's things like Joel laying or sprinkling uh, shards of glass on the floor so that way um, nobody could sneak up. I mean, obviously it doesn't work (laughs) as the episode ends because enter Henry and Sam. Two major characters in this uh, story that is the first season, the first game, and um, it ends on a cliffhanger. They're being held at gunpoint, and I can't wait to see how that exchange goes in the next episode. Overall, this was a very solid episode. Um, For me, they are four out of four. I know Blake feels the same way. Gordon, I would have to imagine you feel the same way. Um, it, had, it had everything, okay? It had firefights. It had tension, drama, and humor. Like what Gordon says. Why did the Scarecrow get an award? <laughs> and Joel's answer, he's like, enough of this, uh, enough of these jokes. And then he finally, at the end, cracks. And, um... Yeah, like uh Blake says right here, Henry and Sam's storyline is amazing. It's a mirror of Joel and Ellie's relationship. Yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say in case you haven't in case uh there are people watching either live or playback who haven't played the game, but I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing um that uh that storyline play out and um gordon right here he's played by the person who voiced tommy in the game you're talking about the the uh the squad leader the 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 head honcho the second in command of kathleen the right-hand man okay okay i see wow really huh The more you know. Thank you, Gordon. You're always dropping knowledge in our videos, whether it's on now or review shows or whatnot. Always coming in clutch. So, yeah, overall, very solid episode. Looking forward to see where it goes next. I love that we're getting it in just five days. So stay tuned. I'm still on my journey of uh, watching the story of the second video game. Um, I do have some time. And to be honest, I'm kind of I'm thinking of going back to the first game and just rewatching it as the episodes premiere, like watch along so that way I can uh, catch mo- more things. Because in the previous review about a week ago, um, I talked about, you know, I, I was I was curious, I, I was I was wondering, like, was Joel and Tess? anything more than friends and rewatching the first episode I got clues of that by the way rewatching the first episode after watching the third episode it adds more to the repeat viewings i don't know if you guys like in like if you've done the same thing if if you've had the same experience but i went back and i rewatched the first episode and it's like these little things these little clues these little hints these little references it just added more to 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 my viewing experience the second time. I don't know if you guys had the same uh, experience, um, but I mean, like, that's just a testament of how rich this show is, and um, you know the the viewership it's still climbing, it's still climbing, and HBO they uh they've they've done it they they've they have another series on their hands that is being talked about on a weekly basis people who haven't even played the video games people who haven't even owned a playstation are watching this and talking about it and you just love to see it it just you know the uh the inclusion you know like we can only talk so much mcu marvel dc star wars with with um casual viewers but when these casual viewers are hooked and they're into stuff like the last of us it just it makes it even all the more sweeter so i'll leave you guys with that thank you so much for tuning in um geo here from a movies uh flying solo that's right uh hopefully i'll have uh keith back on friday i'll reach out to him and remind him hey friday Okay, we got a new episode. Okay, we need to do this. Okay. And um, I want to say thank you to Gordon and thank you to Blake and thank you to those watching, even though um, I didn't see a comment or anything. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for spending your Sunday evening here at Apocalypse Movies. Uh, Stay tuned for our movie hangout show, Apocalypse Now, myself and the guys. Jake, Brian, Keith, and Jacob, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Can't wait to see what we discuss next. And um, that'll do it for me. I'm going to go get some shut-eye. You guys have a good evening. Until next time, take care.